Welcome back. My name is Matt Hurley. Thank you very much for checking this out. It is episode eight, and on today's show, I have uh, Baltimore comedian Adam Friesman. Uh, Adam, you can follow him on Instagram at Adam Friesman, so that's spelled A-D-A-M-F-R-E-E-S-M-A-N, and then you can also follow him on TikTok at Friesman underscore comedy. Uh, so I'm really excited I had an opportunity to sit down with Adam. Um, so on previ- previous podcasts, I've talked about it, but a recent uh, guest spot I did was on the uh, Charm City Meadworks Mead Laugh Showcase, which Adam produces. Uh, it's a really high-quality comedy show that's in Baltimore. I highly recommend you check that out. Um, but uh, he gave me that opportunity to do a guest spot on his show, so I really wanted to uh, sit down and have an interview with him and discuss you know, what his comedic interests and comedic process was, so I really am happy that we were able to do this. Um, so it is Wednesday, June 1st. Um, it is early in the morning. I'm recording this before I go to work, and I'm going to put this out, but I did this interview with Adam last night at Fells Point Tavern. Uh, so both of us did the uh, 8 p.m. show at Wits End, and then at 10 p.m. is the Fells Point Tavern show, so we showed up early to that and sat outside and recorded a podcast, which is a little over uh, 20 minutes, and it was a really pleasant discussion, and I can't speak highly enough about Adam. Um, something that really sticks out in my mind is his uh, work ethic in terms of uh, coming up with new material and spending time writing and then uh, weaving different bits together. I think he's uh, really great at that. And additionally, yeah, he's, you know, he's a year into comedy and he's producing a high quality show at the Charm City Mead Work, which is an outstanding location. I also highly recommend uh, you check out if you're ever in the Baltimore area. But um, yeah, so outside of that, let's think. Uh, My last episode, I put out the audio from the uh, Magoobies New Talent Competition I did last Thursday. Um, I didn't do any comedy over the weekend or Monday. um, So this was yesterday was my kind of first time back on stage. And since I just did the Magoobies competition, I like to kind of, you know, scrap all that material and uh, try to start anew. So I went on last night with some uh, new premises and um, some things worked, some things did not as per usual. So before I play um, the interview that I recorded with uh, Adam, I'm going to play a new bit that was recorded uh, last night at uh, Fells Point Tavern. So I appreciate everyone very much for checking this out. Um, I will be back soon with more interviews. Um, Outside of that, if you're listening to this on Apple, if you could maybe give this an old, you know, rating or something like that, I think that would help out the show. And I hope you enjoy the interview today uh, with comedian Adam Friesman. Which turns out that tower was a fucking bell tower, which I didn't know until I was in front of it uh, with Amy, and I went down on one knee and I said, babe, and then boom, the bells went, and it started playing the national anthem. In bells, national anthem. I told that story to my grandma, and she went, sweetie, that's your guy's song. Like, that's not how that works. Yeah, she tears up at every baseball game now. Okay. Tight. Perfect. All right. Um, so I'm here 
with Adam Friesman. Adam, thank you very much. Thank you for, for doing having the podcast. Me, Mr. Hurley. Yes. I appreciate it. Um, oh, yeah. So we are sitting outside of Fells Point uh, Tavern. We're at the Tuesday mic, and we are both about to go up. How are you feeling about your set? Uh, well, well, I got to decide on what I'm going to do before I can feel anything. Right. It. But this I mean, is our so this is our second show of the night. So how did yeah. you so tell the people how electric the first uh, <laughs> one oh, was? Power outage. <laughs> I'll say that. Yes, for sure. Uh, no, I got a couple things I'm working on right now. Right. I, they're small, but usually for me that's how it starts. Cause like, I I'm not gonna say I have trouble expanding something out, but like yeah. Once I find you my mean once you get a once you get a bit idea. Once I get a bit idea, like it's cool. Cause I'll first kind of think of a joke. And once I think of a joke, then I might think of a larger bit and branch it in different directions. Okay. So right now I have like these a bunch of smaller ideas, a bunch of smaller jokes that I think are pretty funny. Right. But if I can fit, fit into a different context. Right, right. Then I can have more places to go with it. And usually if I'm creating a bigger bit, quote unquote. Right. It's like a minute. Right, right. A minute right. and a half. There's not like I know. Do you think that will grow though as you get more experienced in comedy? Like you're saying, like right now, it's more like a big bit is like a minute of one theme with lots of punches yeah. within. But do you think like as you do it more, that's going to expand? I don't think so. Yeah. Per se. I don't know. Because that's kind of your know, style, like, right? I'm a, I'm a year in, so like, who do how what kind of comic am I going to be in ten years? Right, right. Who knows? Everybody starts in different places and ends right. up very differently. Right. From what I can tell, though, it's like. If I can keep, I, I kind of like my style of, of very punchy. Yes. And stuff like that. So if I can, I, I, I plan on keeping that. And I like that and about so your maybe, style maybe too. Maybe it evolves into I, I just become a very, very, very good joke writer. I can pump right. out a right. lot of jokes on one topic. Right. And then just pick from there what I want into a bit that lasts two minutes. Who knows? Right. Um, but I've seen it maybe in the last like two months. That I'm able to really expand out uh, bits into larger minutes that right. are stronger than the original joke I wrote. Right. So, you know, and I usually end up in the same place that I did when I, like, a, that I would like a couple months ago. Right. But I get there faster, and I get there at more like with stronger stuff. I think that's a good way to describe your your so bit. So, from an observer standpoint, I do think. Whenever you're telling a bit, like you're not a meanderer, you know, like you are, your oh, words God, are. No. I'm chosen. too nervous to meander. Right. Because I know where I want to go. What the hell? I don't want to. Like you never do like crowd work or, or anything like that. Uh, no, I disagree. Okay. But my my crowd work, I'll structure it into. Where you spaces. know what's going to happen at the end. Sure. Yeah. So I might use crowd work to start a bit. Where I know where I can go, I can I can fall back to my bit. Right. So it's good. It, it's it's kind of cheating. Because I'll have, like, so, like, one of my crowd work, quote-unquote, bits, that, which is such an oxymoron, but I'll be like, you guys do drugs. And then it's like, no matter the response, there's always something funny you can say. Right, right. So if no one says anything, like, that's funny. It's kind of like my it's, CVS eye drop bit. I say, like, oh, where do I yeah, find a yeah. drug dealer? You can say anything. I have the thing I'm going to say after it, ready e to go. Exactly. But, yeah, so, so who is your kind of backing up here like who is your comedic inspirations like you know now and then also like when you were younger i guess like who did you like when you first got into comedy were you watching snl or were you watching oh, God, comedy no. central half hours or uh when i first got into comedy 
I don't know, because I was kind of watching just everything, because I, I feel like I was just a natural consumer that I, I didn't really have any, wasn't a fan of anybody. Right, I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't know John Mulaney? Right, um, yeah, true. But I, would, I wouldn't say, like, I, was, I wasn't a fan where it'd be like, I would follow certain people. Right. Then when I started stand-up, it was more of like, I started studying. And, and you, so started a, f- you started a year ago, like about a year ago? Uh, Everyone's got their date. Yeah, May 11th, so one year and 20 days ago. Wow. Um... So it's like I naturally found myself gravit. So now, I, when I first started, I naturally found myself gravitating to certain people where I right. could s- just to learn how to do stand up, learn how to write jokes. Right. Um, so did you have the like idea that. of like you want you were thinking about doing stand up, and then did you do it right away, or did you like oh, think no. about doing it, and then you took like a couple months to be like, all right, now I got to want to develop my set, and like what was that process like? I thought about doing it stand up, and then I took a couple years. Okay. So I started wow. in college. Where it's like, I always had inklings of doing stand-up. My yep. friends would be like, you should try it. Uh. Yep. And then, I think because I was just always naturally like the goofy asshole. Yeah. Just like, it, there's a joke in every moment. Right. And just relentlessly not giving a shit. So you had, so you had like friends that kind of were saying like, oh, you're, you're funny. Why don't you, why like don't you try stand-up? It's not like everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's got to write stand no, Right, it's right. Like a, a couple friends here and there. And then there was like an open mic night in college. Yeah. And... I was like, you know, it's a Saturday night once a month. I'm going to go do that. So I, I like, wrote, like, a two minutes on the dentist. Okay, like nice. It's probably, like, the hacky shit. I couldn't tell you what it was even about anymore. And then I never ended up doing it because it's – so here's what I say now. I never ended up doing it because – it was first off a music open mic, but they don't care. Oh, that was my my first ever uh, mic was but, a mixed mic. Right. Yeah. So, it was like odd enough, and I didn't want to be the asshole there just telling stupid jokes. Right. But right. then it's also it's like those were like the losers. We, I went to a party school, and I was like kind of a partier a little bit. So it's like those were the losers. Yeah. Doing right. The open mics. Right. And doing right. Comedy and on and a weekend night, night. Yeah. Instead of totally. going out. And then now I'm that loser every single day yes. because all I do is open mics. And shows and performing while the audience is getting fucked up. Yeah. And then once I'm done with one place, I go to another place and then they're getting their drunk food, but I'm driving. So, like, you know. It's the life of the stand up comedian. But I mean, for only doing it a year, like, you've gotten to the point where you're producing some free shows, you're on some paid shows. So, what was your kind of process for selecting a venue, you know, to work with or or whatever? So, I've always had an idea. That <laughs> I always had an idea, like when I started stand up, it's like I have a vibe of like wh- what I think a really cool show looks like. Yeah. And that I started stand up when the uh, when like COVID restrictions were finally dialing down after like right. 14 months of COVID restrictions. Right. And it's just a coincidence. Where and was so your re- first set after the college one? I never did the college one. Or like, or where was your first? Okay, well then, where was your first set then? Like a fit when you officially did start? Uh, Brewers Cask Open Mic. It was the first edition of that okay. since COVID started. That that mic has deceased, but right. uh, there was just there were very few shows here in Baltimore. Right, and the shows that there were, or even outside Baltimore, the shows that there were just seemed very poorly put together. Not all of them, but for the most part, and it just seemed like a lot of people didn't give a fuck. Right, that it was just a show, and and because it was COVID, that was enough. Right. So I was like, if we put in fucking effort here, like we can do something. Right. And we can make it a great show. Now other shows happen to pop up too, and they're doing great. Like like Bottle Rocket has good shows. Yep. Law brought that pie shop show, and is now starting that back up. So that'll be good. Yep. But 
when this inkling first came, there was nothing. And then there was another wave of COVID. Right. And all the shows got shut down, but the comics were still out. Right, right. But so it's like, can we figure something out? Right. Where. Because there's a real, after the pandemic, there's a real thirst for live entertainment, right? Exactly. So you kind of capitalized exactly. on, on so that. Exactly. So I was like, do bit. I throw a show in my apartment where I can really make it my own? I was like, eh, right. probably not That's the best really idea. That's really bootlegging it. Yeah, right. Probably not. It would be cool, but it just wouldn't be the best idea with just randos in there. And I don't like performing for my friends all the time. I agree. Or yeah. family or stuff like that. Like, so if they want to come, that. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. But that's not real. To me, that's not real comedy. Real comedy is like, Right. Bringing strangers along with you, being like telling them who you are, and right, and and finding and helping them find the humor in in your life. Right, your friends know you. Your friends have expectations, and right. I, I feel like and they might laugh at something when it's not particularly funny. Something like that yeah. too. But I feel like it, there's there's a there's a layer that I feel isn't as authentic there. Right, which is ironic because I feel like my friends we're all re- really close and we do have those authentic connections. But right. there's there's that layer. Where it's like. I want to tell people who I am, and they kind right. of know that already. So. But then that's that's why I think doing open mics is important like this, yeah, because yeah. you get to go up in a room, albeit it, this sometimes they're, they're not the best audiences. At least it's a room of people that don't know you, and then you can try For you know sure. material on yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, so. you got to learn. I mean, I think that's why everyone's terrified the first time is it's totally learning to expose yourself to a bunch of strangers. Right. You figure it out. But, right. So I wanted to so set how, up the show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I wanted to set up the show, and then... I spent, you know, a couple months, look, uh, probably a month and a half, two months max, looking for a venue. One, they have to be supportive, and that's not something I fi- I realized until I started actually talking to these people. Yeah. Because when they se- seemed very, eh, we don't know, but we could make it work. It's like right well, if they're not be, behind it, the gonna, idea, it's gonna be really tough to work with you guys, and then that's not conducive because to good shows because who like. I, now I have to hop hurdles with you to get you on board. Exactly. As opposed to you just want being someone, funny and getting yeah. a good crowd. Right, so right. So then eventually I found a spot that I had a very good energy in the room. Right. Uh, a good performance space, a good stage space, something that's unique, uh, something that feel could feel like home for people. Right. Um, so I found Charm City Mead Works. Give, yep. them a, give them a look. Go drink their mead. Uh, show up to our shows. Everything is amazing there. So I've, I've so, been to the show. Yeah. I've attended the show, uh, the audience, a couple times, and I can say as an audience member, it's a really fantastic production that you do put I'm, on there. So. I'm really happy with it. Um, yeah. You know, there's always little things here and there that tick me off right. that I think could go better. But that's Do you kind of like take notes me. after each show saying this is how this one went and like so, this I'm going to improve on it, or are you just kind of like on the cuff bit, with they're, that? They're sort of mental notes, but they're pretty consistent things. What's up? So I also Matt do Pennington. a... Hey, Matt Pennington. What do you want to say? Podcast, maybe. Uh, The Jews didn't do 9-11. You heard it here first, folks. Truth from Matt Matt Pennington. Pennington. Make some noise. Outside Fells Point Tav. Um, What were you saying before that truth bomb? I actually sent out like a (laughs) feedback form uh, for anybody who bought tickets. uh, Do you do that through Eventbrite? Well, I I get their email addresses through Eventbrite now, so I over time create the email list so it gets easier to sell tickets as you go. Right. uh, The more shows you have, Um, but then I for each show Eventbrite shows me who bought it. Right. So then I can also just copy those emails, blind carbon copy, send the review form. And then whoever wants to can can add it. So I get some feedback there. Lighting, what do you think? Of and then that's got to be nice. Sound. And then I'm taking notes. It's like, right. what could I have done better that they wouldn't be aware of? It's like right. sometimes people, like we're creating our own quote-unquote comedy club out of, out of a brewery, right? Exactly. So people can take the chairs and move them. And that pisses me off because I've set them up in a way right. to, to maximize the viewing 
pleasure, the, the right. viewing capacity, and but also from the comic side, you want like you know the audience all in one spot facing I the right direction. I want to be somewhat symmetric, and yeah, right, right. Uh, I don't want like a pack of people and a pack of people and a pack of people, and it doesn't. It's not like that bad of an issue when one person or two people does it. When right, it is. but it's just kind of annoying. So it's like, how can I not? How can I bring them along? And I, of course, if people resist, they resist. But it is right, what it is. right. <laughs> Now, I think doing the reviews is really smart because then, like, if you like, you have the Charm City Mead Work show, but like, do you ever think about like, oh, do you want to set up a second page show, and then like, yeah. can you take those surveys and be like, oh, I get this many guests that give me these approval ratings and things? I think it's That's a cool a good point. Yeah, I never know. thought. So it's like I was thinking about setting up another spot, and I think I'm starting to bite off more than I can chew. I kind of want to still. I might co-produce with some of my friends in D.C. Right. Right. Again, we gotta f- sort of find the right vibe. Baltimore's a weird place where I don't know if there's so many venues available. Right, exactly. Because um, it's all about the venue being like behind it too. Like it's you about were saying, the venue being yeah. behind it. Yeah, it's and so important. Baltimore's it, such a good point. It's the nature of the city. Baltimore is everyone's loyal to their spot. You don't just go out to a neighborhood and be like, oh, we'll figure something out. It's not a safe city. You can't really do that. So you kind of have your plan, your structure ahead of time. Right. Whereas you go to New York, you go to D.C., people are like, oh, let's go to this neighborhood. We'll find something to do. Oh, right. there's comedy going on? Oh, let's go inside. Uh, and places more known for that, whereas Baltimore, it's very pub scene. Um, so it's a little different. Right. And I think that it's like it's the city's not ideal for comedy, but that doesn't mean we don't have good comedy. It just takes a little extra effort, which – Exactly. You know, we're starting to show that right. it's possible. So, so um, how often do you go down to D.C. and up to New York? D.C. three to four times a week. Okay. And then New York. I mean, my family's Microsoft. up there. So uh, so whenever I'm visiting family, I do comedy up there. Sometimes right. I'll schedule trips just for that, but I always have a couch to crash on, whether it be friends or family. So right. I was just up there this weekend for a couple of days, did three shows up there. And last time I was up, I was able to get a show... That was like Mother's Day weekend or something, and I'll do another one in a couple weeks up there. So, so when you're trying to get set up with these different shows in like New York or something, do you send like the booker like a clip of your comedy or some of that? Is that like what's your approach for that? Yeah, so I'll always send something. Right. Um, some don't even care. All right, just a uh, bunch of TikToks. No, no, I'm not fucking sending TikToks. No. <laughs> I mean, it happens to be my bits, but you know, right. I, I don't show. I right, right. It's not the same thing. But, uh, it's I'll more like unedited film. clips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I recently got into a show in New York by reference, so I ended up meeting this other comic in February when I did a show in in New York, and he happens to have like a ton of connections. That's great. So, yeah. so he got me got me in touch with with this higher level of comedy. Right. That I think in the like over time in the future could be very good right. for my comedy career. Right. Um. And right now, it's just the toes are just getting dipped. So this girl, she told me, the producer, she told me to just hit her up next time in town. And That's great. There's a spot. There's a spot. So I have planned to do that in a couple of weeks. That's awesome. And then, you know, it's a it's a network. It's right. Comedy is such a network, right, of who you're, you're meeting you're, at a show. You hit, and you hit a new node, and you can exactly. get many, many different directions from there. So, so outside say, the East Coast, have you gone west or anything? Have you gone to Chicago and done comedy or anything no, like I, that? I want to go out there. Yeah, it'll be great for you, too. taking a trip in... To in October. I mean, you're to the point. Like, if you're flying somewhere for work, you could probably like get yeah. guest spots and clubs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know? I'm like not. That's, I'm that's not. An exciting thing, though. You know, you're, it's your come up. You know, it's yeah. Cool. So I'm heading out to the Southwest in a couple weeks. So I, I'm doing some comedy while I'm out there. Right. But uh, in uh, but to head to like Chicago, my goal is to do that in October. That's when I'm going to have a lot of time to really travel, do whatever the hell I want. Is October, November. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that, and then they have a festival. Uh, 
in Chicago a good one, and uh, we've spoken about this before, but I have some mutual connections up there, so yeah. uh, my plan is to do that too. And I've always, just as a city itself, I've always been dying to go to Chicago. I Chicago's almost moved great. there, and and uh, but I haven't visited yet. So beside, I want to go there for comedy. I know it's a great comedy city, but I, I know it's also just a great city. Period, which usually happens to go hand in hand. So now you're. Cause like so, my eight to five is in STEM. I'm in science. Sometimes I draw on that for bits. Is your your eight to five is also in STEM? You're an engineer. My mine's I w- or type of engineer. Yeah, so I'm a, in engineering STEM? sales. Eight to five is okay. very loose. It's more of like nine to four. Sure, sure. And then with a nap. Uh, right. Okay. There we go. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Um. So do you like when you're working on bits? You draw from that at all? No. No. Okay. So so now when you do work on bits, are you? So I'm like someone that's like something has to hit me and then I'll write it down on my phone. And then when I'm getting ready for a show, I'll go to my phone and then I'll write it on paper. Like what's your process for, you know, developing? Like, do you go write into paper? Do you write uh, the moment for a I period have of time every day? The moment I have an idea, I got to write it down. Right. ASAP before I forget it. Right. Cause it's usually when I'm just doing, what do you do if you forget it? Well, and it's gone for forever. You or do you do try anything. to, you yeah, just it's just, it's just life. gone. Yeah. You know, but I'll <laughs> it'll come it back down. to you. Yeah. I'll punch it in my phone or I'll, right. I'll, I'll put it on my laptop or a notepad. Right. Just so I have the idea there. And if I have time to work it out or start thinking about it, I'll start thinking about it. Right. If I don't, well, now I have my notes. So once right. I actually have time, then I can sort of bring that back up and start working on it. But if I don't write it down, it's usually gone. Like right, I, right. I was out for a walk this morning to grab a coffee and I came up with an idea and then I didn't write it down. And then by and some you got your coffee. Luck, yeah. <laughs> by some stroke of luck, two hours later, I remembered it. So, That's the best. Sometimes you got to forget about it and let your subconscious work on it, you know. But it's not even like I was working on it. I just came up with it. I was like, oh, that's funny. Right. And then by mir- and then I never wrote it down and by a miracle. Like right. This, that never happens for me. Because I, I, there's always times where I forget it and then it's gone. And I recognize that because I know I had something. I don't know what it was. But this time it's like, it's not going to. We all know it's not going to end up working. Right, course, right. But at least, let's, what is it? Let's see what it has. Now, I'm a fan of oh, your. This might actually work. Anyway, I'm not going to say it now. No, get save it for the, another time. Save it for the people. Yeah, but, yeah, we'll save it for the people. Um, so I'm a fan of your social media. I like your videos you post. How often do you like? When do you decide to record a video versus just like recording the audio on a set? And like, how often are you, you know, making videos and posting uh, content like that? So my TikTok, I try to do one a day. And I'll plug your, if you give me your socials, I'll plug them up top in the front of like your Insta and your TikTok and stuff, but continue, TikTok, sorry. TikTok at Friesman underscore comedy, F-R-E-E-S-M-A-N underscore Highly comedy. recommend following it, yes. And then Insta at Adam Friesman, A-D-A-M-F-R-E-E-S-M-A-N. I'll say it again at the top, but okay. continue. Yeah, um, yeah. So TikTok, I just, it, that, that's really, a, I treat TikTok as Twitter. So I'll just test bits there. Interesting. And like sometimes I'll really piss people off. Right. Like my, my one of my best friends texted me. You mean like a video of yourself on TikTok? This yeah, how you yeah, test it's a like bit. a wow. selfie style video, just saying a bit. Uh, oh, that's great practice. Yeah. So and then I'll bring that to the stage. Right. Um. But like I'll piss people. Like some people can get genuinely pissed off because right. it's like 
And like, uh, just, I'm not. I wouldn't call myself an overly edgy comic, but that doesn't mean you can't say a thing wrong here or there. Right, especially when you're testing it, treating it like t like Twitter. But exactly. that's that's an interesting. I've never heard anyone make that comparison with TikTok. That's a really good. Way yeah, to look I'll at just it. throw my ideas out there and see. You right. know, I'm not gonna lie. Like people comment and be like, mm, "That could be an interesting idea for a tag or something like that." Oh, that's I, so it's a greater community. That's that's kind of cool. Right. Whether they know I'm gonna do that i don't give a shit right exactly but of course it's, yeah it's, you never know what kind of other ideas spark from there or right weird things you get caught up in the comics right plus as that grows and i start wanting to go to other cities it'd be like oh okay hey guys i'm gonna be in chicago or i'm gonna be in phoenix or i'm gonna right. be wherever and as you start gaining this little bit of a following here that i think that all counts when you look at the long term right right um, so that's kind of why i do it now instagram right i want to treat my instagram just as my actual stand-up so sure. I want a video of me on the stage with them, like, good crowd. Right, uh, good interaction, good response. Good interactions. Uh, maybe not so much necessarily. I don't have to do bits. Yeah. Could be crowd work. So, like, my last video was uh, crowd work. Right. Um, but that just shows, like, I know what I'm doing. Exactly. And, and again, it's just to have fun and, and try to be more pro professional about it. Right. That's another reason why I don't like to talk, talk about my job. Totally. Is, yeah. Is same, like, yeah I want to kind of keep those separate. Yeah. Right. Like, if I'm, if I, if in the long term, this is what I want to do. Exactly. Then I can't really have that dichotomy. Now I can write jokes about my job and right. structure it in a way that it's right, not right. like, oh, I'm an engineer right now. It's like, right. Well, exactly. No, and here's the same right stuff. Now. Exactly. Right. Be that. Exactly. Be, be that guy. Be present. Yeah. Um, be. Be the one, be the comic people want to go see as a comic, not right. Yeah, and uh, and I think the best way to be a comic is still being relatable. So you can talk right. about jobs, but right. are you above the job? Are you below the job? How right. do you relate to it besides just being that profession? Now, so. how often do you? So you do a set? Do you listen to all your sets, or you don't listen to all your sets? I try to. Okay. Um, I'll say this too. It's like if I like it, sometimes you just listen to. Is it coming off the tongue good? Right, right. Does it, does it sound right? Right. Sometimes you can't get a gauge if it's actually funny yet or if people are enjoying right, if it's it. A dead room, like how many then. times are you performing in front of kind of shit? A lot. Yeah, exactly, um, right. But it's all part. And then I'll also, like, I won't do a joke once. Right. I'll do it multiple times. See, I struggle with that. If something bombs once, it's, I can't do it. It's tough for me to get up there it, and do I it again. I hate doing it, but I have yeah. to because, like, right. there's jokes that I tossed out and then kind of just... Like, they were good, but I didn't have full faith in them. Right. So I kind of tossed them out. And, like, for example, I had one that I did in New York. I hadn't really said it in a while. And it just kind of came out because I didn't want to do another one. And it just came out. And it did really well. So it's like, okay, it's a good joke. But it could be your confidence growing as, like, a art, you know, doing more sets like you know even just like true. you know that's your confidence true. in your delivery or you're that's in new york true. you're yeah, putting a little extra on your extra heat yeah, on your fastball so to say yeah that's what i think like especially you know, if you're in a dead room you can't throw away the bit if that's the first time you said it yeah maybe if you're uncomfortable with it you could keep working at it but don't throw it away and then always go back to your old stuff right right always go back and just keep keep every notepad you've ever had don't delete yes. your notes i keep uh, all my pieces of paper I, I i like have them like kept yeah. i don't ever like really go back and look at them yeah. but like one day i don't know who knows yeah. but and I, I write a lot so it's like yeah i was gonna I say you always lot. have a notebook and you're always you know trying new bits and, and, with me, and then i got like a couple i got a bunch of others at home or in my car or whatever yeah so I'm not saying it's necessary to go back in them every day, but like, especially right. if you don't have an idea cooking or anything you want to work on, or, right, right. or you're trying to w expand on your stuff that's currently working, you just don't have any ideas. It doesn't right. hurt just to go back. And the least you get to see your progress, right. and, and that's always good. Uh, 
Like, how many other things that you do can you go back and see how much better you are? Exactly. That that's the that's the beauty of it, right? And that's that's it's like it's like if the reason you should record all a lot of your stuff so that you can go back and be like, man, look at this well, versus exactly now. Exactly. Yeah. It exactly. It's, it's like you can. It's like being a calculus student. Right. And then going back and looking at your notes from like elementary school doing arithmetic. It's right. Like right. You, it's it's the same thing because I think, especially at this stage, you grow so quickly. Exactly. If you're putting in your work. Right, so. and you're at the right shows, and like you said, like nodes almost, right? Like it can quickly, you can quickly expand your network just by expanding it by one, and then suddenly you can be plugged into like a whole new scene. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then who knows? You you have this. You had this old great idea, but you didn't know how to write jokes yet. Right. Then you go do it. It works. You happen to get in front of the right person. Right. Right. And they hear that joke, and boom. Right. So what's your next, you know, you're you're putting on a great paid show, you're traveling around doing comedy. What's your next like 2 years look like? What do you what do you hope to get sucked do? in even harder? I don't know. I right. this is all of my time right now. For sure. But, you know, just keep going. Right. Uh, the more you can again, the more you write, the better you're going to get. The more you get on stage, the better you're going to get. Uh so that's it. I mean, Nice. Continue getting on good. You shows are uh, you're a baseball fan, as I oh, yes. understand. So, do you ever have you ever been to Orioles Stadium? I've been to two or th- I've been to two games at Orioles Park. Nice, dude. We should do sometime because I'll have you back on. We should do a podcast at an Orioles game. Can we take? I feel like they're gonna. Oh yeah, this mic. I think we could we got dude. mics. We got a recorder. They're gonna think we're bombing maybe. the place. Yeah, maybe not. But we should do a Orioles game sometime soon. So that I appreciate good. you a lot doing this. Um, Please, everyone, go follow Adam on all of his socials. Uh, Adam Friesman, thank you so much for checking this out. Thank you, Mr. Hurley.